Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis on NXT Day, also Survivor Series Eve. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, happy birthday. Happy Survivor Series Eve to you all. Yep, you Happy are NXT not... Takeover Day. Oh, dearie me, what's happened to your intro? Here, I've, been Ollie, I've been Ollie. I've been Ollie. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. And that was rambling. We're off. I'll, um, I mean, I'll ask the question now. I love you. Goodbye. How the dickens are you? Okay, so you might remember, folks, and it, it might not be this. Mm-hmm. It could also be the various array of supplements that I ordered and am currently taking over the last two days. Um, but, uh, you know, what was it? A few few days ago, we got a, a care package from a very lovely fan in Italy. Mm-hmm. And it was just all this delicious food that it sent over. And there was this massive wedge of cheese, some delicious dried meat, uh, bread, this cake, wine. So, so nice. I was so excited. Um. I ate, I ate a lot of the cheese yesterday mm-hmm. and some of the meat. And I think even if it was fine, I ate too much of the cheese. I, w- I, wasn't, I didn't control myself. It was you so, so tasty. You got far too into it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not feeling too good today. Mm. Now we, but that is not your fault, Italian Absolutely fan. not, because you asked me when I got in if I felt bad. And I said, actually, no, but I only had the cheese mm. for obvious reasons. So could have been the meat. But we've also texted uh, Andy Danson and Laurie. And they seem to be fine. So you are the you are the weak link in this uh, this foursome. I think it's just the sheer quantity of cheese that I had. Mm. It's not advisable to eat that much cheese. Absolutely not. It's like it's like ten kilograms of cheese. It was a lot of cheese. It was a lot of cheese. And you ate the most of it. Mm. Now uh, you are someone, Oliver Davis, who does not listen to our NXT uh, <laughs> Wrestle Rambles. <That's> crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that also means you missed an announcement I had. On the NXT outro. Ah, okay. And it's and I was saving it for this show because I knew you'd be excited, and I haven't told you what that announcement was. Okay. Do you remember the jogging email? <sighs> We've only gone and got an update. Oh my god! 
do you want to do a recap package <laughs> previously um so yes yeah, so we got an email in so we uh, we have a segment here called agony arts if you're new to the show where people send in their real life problems and we tend to give out terrible advice um and they were emailed in about a, uh, a jogging scenario where they and their girlfriend were jogging with another person but the guy in the scenario went jogging with the the new edition separately which was agreed to by the original uh, jogger and then it all just got a bit complicated and then they didn't really enjoy the jogging together that much jogging is you've probably worked it out is a euphemism for apples humping, <laughs> humping. yes but anyway, so we got uh, an update from the female side Ooh. of this equation because the female side emailed in herself because she's also a listener with her take on the situation. Mm. Uh, so, hi guys, you may remember me from the jogging story. Just thought I'd update you with the aftermath. We made up and came to agree with each ah, other's opinions. Good. We made up so well, we're now expecting our first child <laughs> mid-next year. Hey. Big love to you both for the best podcast and big love to my other half for being so supported. Keep up the good work. Kiss. Wow. That's what we... That That's how good we are at our We our helped segment. this. Yes. Yeah. They could have split up, but they didn't. They ignored their problems by having a baby. <laughs> so many couples do this. Absolutely. You run out of things to talk about, have a baby. Absolutely. Yeah. So I apologise, I've got to recap that story a little bit better. It was the uh, the partner, the uh, the female side of it, that emailed in initially, and then the boyfriend emailed oh, his yeah, side of it. That was my mistake. Um, so thank you very much for that update. We do love uh, getting you your should updates. Call, you should call the baby Oliver Luke. Mm. Like Jean-Luc. <laughs> yes. Oliver Luke. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a... Or just Wrestle Talk. <laughs> Name the baby Wrestle Talk. I like that idea. Um, right, let's see if we can get Or Fandango. You. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael so McGillicuddy. We've got a photo here from... A photo here. We've got an email here from Jumping the Smark, who's emailed in several times, with a Rusev hey. But what he's got here to qualify this... Hey, guys... I don't know if this quite qualifies because rather than randomly spontaneously meeting a wrestler, it was a photo op. Okay. Hmm. Does it count? Yeah, I mean, we'll read it out anyway mm -hmm. if it's if there's a fun anecdote attached to it. But I think bumping into a wrestler in the wild is a lot more interesting than I went to a prearranged, booked-in photo op with a wrestler. Yeah, but and and I proceed. and I said hi. Yeah, they said hi back. And not right back. They said hi back. <laughs> and then I got my photo taken and I left. That's perfectly ordinary. <laughs> but let's see if Jumping the Smart can bring this back. Anyway, on Friday, I went to Poughkeepsie to attend an indie show that featured a main event of Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. Oh, that was meant to be fantastic, that match. So, by the way, it was incredible. I would encourage you to check it out for Ramble Club. The whole show is $10 on high spots. Mm. Um, and that's that's like the same level we were paid to get to hear Ramble Club. Hey, I want to get high spots. I don't. I, it's kind of an oversight on our part that we yeah. haven't already because Sammy Callahan's Wrestling Revolver promotion mm -hmm. is on there too. Uh, anyway, before the show, there was a photo op with the stars such as Jerry Lawler, who had a match that night, which also involved Mick Foley and David Arquette interference. <laughs> 
Pentagon Junior, I showed him my Halloween costume. You may remember he emailed yes. in with a Halloween costume. Of Pentagon Junior, of Chris Jericho as, as, yes. as Pentagon Junior, yeah. And the aforementioned best bout machine. There was a huge Ugh. line for Kenny and photos were $50. But I figured, why not? I waited in line and giddily took a picture with him. I looked at the photo and while he was signing an autograph, I stupidly blurted out, sounding like a squealing fangirl, you touched my shoulder. Luckily, the lights randomly went out at that exact <laughs> moment, and he got distracted. And Chris Jericho attacked him. <laughs> that was good. You saved yourself. Yes. Phew. Cool. That could have gone wow, terribly wrong. touched wrong. Kenny Omega. Well, Kenny Omega touched him. So. <sighs> Put him over. Absolutely. Um, what, what's our timing looking like? I'm not exactly asking. Well, it's seven minutes, but my stomach... <laughs> isn't great yeah it's not great well yeah okay fair enough then we'll better get on with the the rest of the show so we've got our usual saturday ramble here uh featuring us talking about what's next for becky lynch as well as your crap gimmicks and your mailbag questions here is the show but what a week it has been for becky lynch what a week indeed from the highest high to the stiffest punch and then seemingly Back to the highest high again. She is. I mean, the the closing angle on this week's Raw was phenomenal, yes. really. And the reason why it was phenomenal is because Becky was stealing the show for every time the camera was not on her. I was like, this is boring. And then the camera would cut to Becky. Like, this is the best thing ever. And it was just like, she's so captivating. And Ronda was great in the segment. But Becky was on fire. That it was, you and I said on the, the Raw review, it has to headline. Like that, it's the only match with any form of interest. It has to headline Survivor Series, and you and I said it's the one match we're looking forward to. It's a one-match card. The rest of the card is full of duds that the company themselves have actively told you not to care about. But this match, it does feel important. And that's because Ronda Rousey has been protected as a huge star, rightfully so, like a huge draw in UFC as well. And then you've got Becky Lynch, who, you know, was booked. Like, she's had quite a few things going against her with the whole Becky Lynch-Charlotte storyline. But in spite of that, and to WWE's credit, they after that storyline was wrapped up, you know, sometimes you go, okay, we've committed to this storyline. Charlotte's the good guy. Becky's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. We just run that through. We can, we can hear the crowd reactions as soon as that's over. We're going to go with you guys. And you can hear that it's at Evolution. Because Evolution, yeah. the commentary is still saying she's a bad guy and Charlotte is the babyface. But the smackdown after that, they, that all that was dropped and they just started presenting ba uh, Becky as a babyface. And that is massively to WWE's credit. 100%. All the times they go against the grain and they don't capitalise on someone being organically over. And here they have so massive props for doing the basic parts of your job. Seeing what works with the audience. And yet you've got this... She's just so incredibly captivating. Like you said, I've been, I've been trying to figure out what it is. Like, why is she so good? Mm. And I think it's because she's not making jokes. Yeah. That, yeah that, so that, it's a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. She is like, she is being funny on Twitter, but she's being funny... In a threatening in way. In a threatening way. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, we... I did a video about Becky Lynch almost around about this time last year. And I think it was actually just before December, where I was like... 
like what are they doing with Becky Lynch like she is an absolute star that they've got there she's got so much potential but yeah that wasn't a period where she went through like 18 months without anything to do on the main roster and you know it sounds like we've sat here before and be like god they've not done anything with Ember Moon since she's come up Christ, they've not done anything with Alma since he came up not done anything with actually they haven't done anything with any of the NXT call-ups with the exception of AOP who have now just won the tag titles but mate give it 18 months and maybe we'll be sitting here going like Ember Moon's the biggest star in the company now I guess you would hope so yeah so they you just got to give them time yeah I mean it's not like they've got NXT and all that stuff before them there's, to, there's to just not that. there's not enough TV hours in the mm. week to get everyone over for Ollie Davis that's the problem three hours just isn't enough it's an uphill struggle it really is but John Pollock of Post Wrestling actually reported WWE agreed with us Ronda versus Becky was going to be the main event arguably I like I think she's the most overstar in the company right now I would 100% agree with you and a wet, like we usually see how much interest there is in people by what we can lead with and what we can title videos with and you know after a while but we realised that Hulk Hogan news as, as the lead story, people don't necessarily care about that. It's because I think, I imagine our audience is a lot younger. Yeah, than, and it's what we talked about when he was returning at Crown Jewel. It's like they're try, WWE are trying to appeal to an audience that they didn't grow up with Hulk Hogan. Mm. They don't really care who he is. You and I know who he is because we were, you know, we grew up in the 90s. So of course you know who, what Hulkamania is. Yeah. And, but like, but if, yeah. you, if you grow up, like, if you were born 10 years later, who the, care, who the hell cares? Well, the amount of comebacks he's had. Yeah, but who the hell cares about yeah. them? Uh, but Becky Lynch very much is an over star from our perspective because we, we can easily name a video with a Becky Lynch storyline and that's going to get them hits. That's what we're all about. That is our equivalent of house show attendance. <laughs> Absolutely. She's, yeah. she's the draw. So, like, I, I genuinely believe she is the most over star in the company right now. Uh, and then you've got your big pay-per-view draw, Ronda Rousey. That is a perfect pay-per-view main event. Unfortunately, it's not happening because Nia Jax... Pun I said accident... Like, I said on yesterday's Super News, or Thursday's Super News, that Nia Jax threw a reckless accidental punch. Mm -hmm. And every other comment was like, uh, it wasn't accidental, it was blatantly intentional. I, I, I don't want to... You really think that she... Intent, like trying well, to clock her. There are. I mean, Brian Alvarez has said that that was it wasn't an inverted elbow. She meant to do that, and the, and you can watch the footage mm. back, and like there is a pause between her looking at her and throwing the punch. I have. I mean, I'd like to err on the side of caution and say that accidents do happen, but it was a reckless punch as opposed to I'm going to just punch you flat out in the face now. That wasn't Alvarez's tweet, or at least the one I've read. He said it's not an inadvertent elbow. It's a it's a history of mistakes. Mm. That's more how I read there is that a, There is a second part to that tweet, though, that says that is a punch. That's an intentional punch. Well, I did, yeah, I still think it's an accident. Let me bring up the tweet just Let's so we can, double, let, let, we can double check. You, you fill for me while I Google things like <laughs> But anyway, here. yeah, so Nia Jax took her out. And uh, it's kind of like, oh, no, this was the one thing I was looking forward to for Survivor Series. What a terrible time to get a concussion in this mega push. Biggest part of Becky's career ever quite comfortably facing Ronda Rousey headline the Big Five pay-per-view but now and the report is from Wrestling Observer Newsletter it's going to be Becky versus Ronda but they're going to save that for Wrestlemania not with just a two week 
nothing build, which is champion versus champion, nothing really on the line. It's just an exhibition match, really, at Survivor Series, which is kind of an out-of-continuity show. That's a reported sentiment backstage, apparently. Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio, a lot of the backstage officials don't see Survivor Series as something that matters. It's just a thing, yeah. and once it's over, they carry on with the rest of their storylines. Well, Vince wanted to get rid of Survivor Series years ago because he felt that it's an outdated concept. Mm. No one cares about it anymore, so why are we still doing it? And in fact, the only reason they are still doing it is because there are investors who are longtime wrestling fans who was like, well, you can't get rid of tradition. It's, you've been doing this since 87 or whatever it is. You can't, you can't yeah. stop it now. But now we're in a place where it's going to headline the largest show of the year and have a five to six month build. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I'm sad we're not getting Becky Ronda this this weekend. I want it, but I don't need it. Yeah. And this is going to be much, much more rewarding. Uh, it's fantastic. You've got the tweet uh, up. Un- unless you go with the, uh, the Daniel Bryan sentiment of just like, what has WWE ever done to show you they can do long-term booking? Mm, well, Ronda's <laughs> involved. Mate, I'll be honest though, as soon as you cleared it, it could happen at Raw. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronda, but Ronda's, I, I, I've got faith in where the money is and Vince will protect his investments. It's yeah. like, you know, you can say what you want about Brock and Roman. Vince was invested in Roman and he paid a lot of money for Brock and as a result of that, we got a very good long-term story over at least a year. Mm-hmm. And that was very logically told, apart from the finish. <laughs> uh, and that, and that's like, that. it's just the only problem with that is we didn't invest in the people. Mm-hmm. But now, I, I very much am. Yes. So uh, the Avarice tweet, as you say, could be read of one of two ways. It's like, well, there you go. That was not an inadvertent elbow. She punched her right in the face. Mm. So it could be read as, ah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what next for Becky Lynch, though? Because she doesn't have a match this Sunday. She hasn't been stripped of the SmackDown title. That is crucial. Which is really, really good because, you know, sometimes when people get hurt in the... Even if it's not their fault, even if Nia Jax <laughs> just does walk in and deck you in the face, that sometimes WWE blames it on the person who got injured. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's... Uh, he picked up a few concussions one after another, because that's how concussions work. And although he's not out there trying to get concussions, that kind of halted that world championship push off the back of the highlight of his career, which was that money in the bank cash in the night after WrestleMania. 20... It was a while ago. It was a a, a long time ago. And yet he's still there. Plugging away. Plugging away. In the midcard. The pinfall machine, as Laurie uh, dubbed him. Pinfall machine's good. I like... World Cup to determine the best in the world finalist. (laughs) So, yeah, like, uh, what do you think that Becky's going to do this weekend? How they're going to spin this story out on SmackDown? And then how do you get to that WrestleMania match with Ronda? Well, as we said on the, I think it was the SmackDown review we talked about this, the the key to this really is that, A, they have not taken the title off, uh, which they have done, as you said in the past. They did it with Naomi. Mm, Like, she was SmackDown Women's Champion. And, like, she was only going to be out for a month. She's going to be back by WrestleMania, but they've got to take the title off of her. And then, and they did. So this clearly means that either a they have got enough confidence in Becky that she can hold on to the title without defending it at pay per views and can still remain a massively overstar, and the belt can still seem important. Or b she's she might not be out for that long. 
You know, we said Liv Morgan wasn't out for long at all after the breeze kick heard around the internet. So it, she could easily come back. She could be ready for by SmackDown. She could be ready to step back in the ring. We don't know. Yeah. There hasn't been any reports on how long she could be out for. So but they always seem to test for concussions on the Mondays. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So she might be A-OK come mm. next Tuesday. And then you can build to whatever match you're going to do at TLC. And then, I guess, the Rumble. Because that will be the next time. Well, I suppose TLC, they'll both be on the same show again, won't they? And I think that's kind of what you want to do, is you want to use the pay-per-views where they're both on, on, in the same building. Don't do mm. Raw versus SmackDown invasions. Just wait till they're both on the same show. Just crossing paths down the hallway. Pull apart down the hallway while they're going. They're getting ready for their respective title defences. Then, essentially, just, like... Becky keeps defending her title and keeps winning. Ronda keeps defending her title and keeps winning. Both go through, and then they both maybe have a, a the champion champion match at, at the Royal Rumble uh, at, at WrestleMania rather. Downside to that, as I'm sure many people probably point out, that does render the Women's Royal Rumble meaningless because if it is a champ v champ match, then the Women's Royal Rumble winner, which is very important because mixed match challenges now involved, um, doesn't have a match then at Mania. Oh, ha- well, why would it not? Well, because if the, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble gets a title match at WrestleMania, and if it's yeah. a champ v. champ, if both the champions are involved ah, in a match... Oh, I see. I thought you meant if it was champ versus champ at Royal Rumble. No, no. Yeah, I, and I, you I, mean at Mania. I yeah. see what you mean. So, well, here's how I would do it. Oh, are we going into fancy booking warfare? Yes. So. Oh, and it's, it's big. Shake of the hands. So whatever happens this, this weekend, I've, I've already said I think it should be a double DQ. You don't want to... I mean, but more... You can get away with it more with Charlotte, but definitely if it was Becky Ronda this Sunday at Survivor Series, double DQ. And the way you do that, uh, if it's the main event, you have this hot post-match angle where Ronda's four horsewomen friends, Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke, and NXT Women's Champion, or may not be after TakeOver, Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. They all come up and they help Ronda beat Charlotte. Uh, or, do, or there's some shenanigans there. Becky's big schmoss. Yeah. And I wouldn't position Ronda as a heel there. I'd just position her as a badass tweener. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's an, an initial bit of, oh, but I'm a babyface. You guys are doing nasty tactics. But then they'll meet in the middle somewhere. I think tween. Sorry to uh, step on your. T- I think mm. tween is probably the best way to do oh, yeah. that because the crowd are going to be so behind Becky and whoever Becky is with that you can't really then present Ronda as the smiling baby face no, as no, well, especially if she's cutting promos about their target audience. <laughs> and herself. And herself. As a millennial. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also wouldn't have her go full heel. I think, you know, the, one of the great things about the Attitude Era is you had all these guys who were just pissed off. Shades of grey, yeah, as Vince yeah, yeah. Russo put it. Yeah, yeah they're like the, the, the one thing, heel or baby face, they were all just very angry and all wanted to hurt each other. And get the main thing, get the title. Yes. And that's really what Becky epitomizes as a character at the moment that I think that's working so well. So, whatever happens, Becky has her title match at the Royal Rumble. But Ronda Rousey costs her it. <gasps> yes. Crikey. Ronda is still Raw Women's Champion. Becky now has to win. She enters herself as a surprise entrance in the Women's Royal Rumble wins that mm-hmm. and then like I'm challenging you at Wrestlemania for the Raw Women's title and then you have like because underdog Becky might be- well I say that now I love champ Becky now I love the man Becky with the mm-hmm. with the title around her, her waist 
And then you have that match there. But in between, I really like your Elimination Chamber idea we discussed on yesterday's Survivor Series predictions mm. of having the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match at that show. Yeah. I think that would be really exciting. Because then you could spin off from that and do a six-man or a six-woman at WrestleMania. And yeah. just do Charlotte oh, yeah, Bailey yeah, Banks yeah. versus Shafir, Duke, and um, Baszler. Or even cut it out even more if you've got the tag belts by then. Sasha and Bailey versus... Shafir and Duke mm-hmm. and Charlotte versus Baszler oh, well hang about mate that's three women's matches on the card then get yeah, out of town yeah, and one of them's the main event I think like <laughs> I mean you look at Raw this week and yeah mostly Raw half of that show was women I was going to say there wasn't a women's match on Smackdown yeah it had that good segment <laughs> <laughs> but like half of Raw was 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 lady it was XY <laughs> chrom- XX chromosome mm-hmm. there was not a Y chromosome in half that show yeah and I didn't even notice that well, that's until a, good a few thing, yeah. days later. That's always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, because like I don't really care about the genders unless it's being shoved down my face. I care about engaging programming. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's good. God, what you're such an SJW. <laughs> yeah, um, I I also think that's a great idea because it it is underdog Becky. You know, can you you can imagine as well at at Rumble if they do your booking idea. The crowd will be so furious that Becky has lost the title. I mean, that will put so much heat onto Ronda that yeah. you almost have to go fully fledged heel at that point. You can't really go too tweener with or that. Or if because... it's Baszler that does it. Or though. if it's Baszler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's also a way around it. So if you've then got Becky, the crowd are like nuclear. Like, I'm talking Daniel Bryan is not in the Royal Rumble levels of we hate this. And then at number 30, whoever wins the Royal, whoever wins Mixed Match Challenge, their music plays, but then they're laid out backstage. Becky comes down instead. Huge ah, monster pop from the crowd. Yes, that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And then you have the yeah, underdog Becky getting into the match. Corey Graves as the Hill commentator. She's not even supposed to be in this match. The commentator's getting behind her. The babyface ones at the very least. Like Renee Young would be great. And then, yeah, and then she wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, totally under my mixed match challenge. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, like you can have Becky come out. So, but that's against the rules. You know, yeah, well, so is the way she lost her title. Yeah. And then it's just badass Becky. Oh, what a moment. I mean, I would... I like the laying out backstage, but I would have them come out and then, like, everyone's like, ah, oh, deflated. But then Becky <laughs> comes out and takes them out on the ramp and yeah. then comes down. Uh, what was the elimination chamber that Edge did that for? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember the, one, the, yeah, the yeah. spot. Anyway, there's, I mean, it's, th- this sucks that we're not getting Becky run the tomorrow, but I, r- I really do think. It's, it's actually for the best. And it, you're right, it is. Like, a few people have tweeted this to us, and I, I do agree with it that, yeah, perhaps actually being able to delay this, not doing it in two weeks, but doing it in five, six months, is a much better way we can get more excited and more amped for it. Mm. And unfortunately, the way that we're going with the moment with the, the WrestleMania 35 card, it's sort of already fallen apart. Uh, they, you know, they planned to do Triple H Batista, they planned for a Roman Reigns Universal Championship defense, and they were planning for Ronda versus Charlotte. All of those things mm. have fallen apart. Triple H is injured, uh, Roman's out with getting his treatment for leukemia, and Charlotte has been completely flattened out by the Becky feud because they booked that feud wrong. Mm. And so now we've got a match, and all of a sudden, interest in WrestleMania has picked right back up again. Yeah. So I think that's a really good move. And also, just uh, in terms of what to do between Becky and Ronda matches, because you don't want to get Becky and Ronda every pay-per-view. Like, you've got TLC next. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
an Asuka heel turn. I'd love. She's the only other woman on the SmackDown roster I can see going up. Yeah, I mean, we, I was having Becky. this chat with a couple of people on, on Twitter the other day about who could be Becky's next contender. And the problem is the SmackDown women's roster is like they've put so much focus on Becky and Charlotte that everyone else mm. is so uninteresting and just compl- and no one looks like a viable challenger, not even Asuka. My reservation I would have against Asuka is that's just yet more losses for Asuka going for the title. She's had quite enough victories. (laughs) (laughs) Overall. Specifically for the championship. Like, she lost to Charlotte, then she lost about 12 matches to Carmella when she was champion. Like, just losing again for the championship. Like, that will really would spell the end for her as a credible uh, challenger contender. Well, there is one other match, uh, but I just don't see how they're going to make it happen logistically, but... Becky versus Nia. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, spin but this, off into that. Well, this is what we said about Evolution. Like, if they'd have booked Brie versus Liv mm. at Evolution, like, there's some real-life stuff you can put into that. And you're absolutely right. Like, if you did Ronda, ver- Ronda, Nia versus Becky, man, there's some real interest in that. That's like, a great idea. Like, Ronda already has Nia at TLC. She's the next challenger. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't know how you would make that work. But... Mm. If I was a booker, I would be. I would, that's task one. I would have everyone just come up with all the possible ideas where we can make this make sense and make it happen. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a hot feud. It is a hot feud. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're wondering to yourself, what the heckins is a crap gimmick? Well, crap gimmick is a segment we do here every single Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble 
magazine edition of the show where you the swath nation send into us your crap gimmick suggestions and then we the bookers of said crap gimmick wrestling decide whether we want to sign them to our roster or as someone else put it sign them to the underdeveloped uh, underdevelopmental i deal. like underdevelopmental yeah non-developmental <laughs> yeah yeah because uh, we often say sometimes they're underdeveloped so literally you are sending them to underdevelopmental. Are that those are too underdeveloped for underdevelopmental <laughs> so those, those those don't work. And if you're wondering what is a crap gimmick, well we like to think of it as the nineties WWF way of you are a wrestler and a blank or something much more abstract. We've got a massive backlog of them, we're still working through. We're currently we're nearing the end of July. So God, it was so hot back then. It really was. And this one comes in from uh, I apologise if I say your name wrong. Nand uh, Nandira. I'm going to go with. So I'm going to so, apologise if I got that wrong. And this one is timely, so perhaps that's why I saved it. Cinder Godum, pronounced Godum. So Cinder Godum, is a wrestling manager who, in his heart of hearts, is actually a Pokemon trainer. He joined the wrestling industry because he was convinced that wrestlers are actually Pokemon. What else do they talk about using? Sorry, um, why else do they talk about themselves using their proper names instead of a first-person pronoun? He also notices that wrestlers tend to be of certain types, some like fire and pyrotech pyrotechnics, fire Pokemon, many are great aerial maneuvers, flying Pokemon, mm. a number are ghostly, dark, and or psychic, one is obviously a rock-type Pokemon, the rock. And the reason why quite a few always come out dri looking dripping wet is they've just done the Ice Bucket Challenge. Well, it's because they're water Pokemon, of course. Cinder aspires to actually help wrestlers' Pokemon get better by being their trainer slash manager. Of course, he's a babyface. Obviously, he needs to catch them. He mostly does this backstage by throwing Pokeballs at wrestlers he wants to catch. He can do this from ringside too, sometimes just throwing a Pokeball on a wrestler that is down or exhausted after a match. Wrestlers often walk down to the ring, making Cinder think the Pokemon was not strong enough to contain them, but some wrestlers do choose to play along. The moment of waiting to see whether or not a wrestler will be caught is a moment full of anticipation. Imagine a wrestler deciding to be managed by Cinder after months and months of ignoring his hopeful throws of a Pokeball. If a wrestler is heel, he could be used this as a way to turn face. Cinder, of course, does all the Pokemon trainer antics, such as running from the backstage with a wrestler in tow, to replace the one that is struggling in a match here and there, and he will yell, it is super effective when he considers his wrestler has just executed a brilliant move. Cinder's ambition is to collect all the title belts, which in his eyes are gym badges. Thank you for reading this, Luke. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Laurie. Thank you so much for the always wonderful show. Wish you luck facing the cultaholic lads. Hmm. Hope you enjoy this beautiful summer, Nadindira. P.S. You don't have to read this out, but I happen to be a girly girl who loves and watches wrestling more than my husband does. Brackets, he does love it though. Please don't let this affect your assessment of the submission, but I thought I would mention it since I don't notice many female viewers speaking up on the show. I thought you might appreciate knowing your work appeals to someone like me too. Thank you so much for all you do. I, I was all for it until that little bit at the end where they're obviously trying to get positive discrimination. <laughs> There will be no positive discrimination here. Yeah. But what do you think of uh, Cinder Godham? I really enjoyed the female voice and perspective <laughs> that they brought to that. And, uh, I, so I was really confused while you were talking about it. I was like, but what's the... Why are they called Cinder Godham? Mm. And then I... Ash Ketchum. Ash, Ash Ketchum. Uh, the Pokemon right, show. Cinder, yeah. Ash, God, Godham. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you now. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. That went over my head as well. Um, I, I really do like the idea of of the, the this it's essentially a manager that you've pitched coming down with initially just one wrestler mm -hmm. but then like they get two, three, four 
and they trade out the wrestlers when they're getting close to fainting. I think that's quite a nice gimmick. And what we don't have are rips. <clears throat> like, I think that's quite fundamental for any crap wrestling promotion, particularly in, like, the 90s and the noughties in the UK. Fake Power Rangers. Yep. Like, when you go to a carnival or a circus, and you're like, why are Simpsons characters drawn on all the rides? Yeah, yeah. Th this isn't... Le like, and all these Disney characters. There's no copyright legal license agreement here. So I think, yeah, bad guy. And in Mexico as well, those teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who wrestle. Absolutely, yeah. With, with no regard for copyright. Hey, man. So, yeah, the, I do like that. The Turkish film industry built itself on just doing remakes of popular Hollywood movies. There's a fascinating documentary out mm. there, which I highly recommend you watch. I really like this. What's it called? Oh, no, you're asking me. No, I re I re it was at Fright Fest a couple of years. No, I haven't. It was at Fright Fest a couple of years ago. Uh, Google and stuff on it. It's all right. We're at the crack yeah, gimmicks right. bit. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the only people who watch now are, are yeah, the true the, the fans. True fans. Uh, Fright Fest. I'm watching a really good documentary about Orson Welles' unfinished movie, The Other Side of the Wind, hmm. at the moment. That's good. It's on Netflix. Oh, I'll find it in a minute. Okay. Because I want to talk about uh, Cinder Gotham. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I, I like the my what I was sold on with this was this idea of a wrestler not wanting to be managed by them for months and months and mm. months. But this guy keeps coming down, throwing the Pokeball <laughs> at them with the hope and the crowd really building into yeah. it. Is this the night he's going to turn? And then eventually they turn babyface. Big pop from the crowd. I thought that was a really, really nice story. That's what sold me uh, mm. on, the, on the gimmick, I'll be honest. Because sometimes when... I get, I read through the crap gimmicks. As soon as I open up that email and it's like 15 paragraphs, instantly I'm like, oh God, no, this is, it's, it's too much. You've only sent me another email. You've overthought this. Mm. But when I read that, I was like, oh no, you haven't thought this enough. Like, I, <laughs> I, I want more. I want more of this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Cinder Gotham. Arguably the greatest crap gimmick ever was just two lines. Haiku. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Greg Ford sent in on July 22nd, Tea Room Teddy. Tea Room Teddy is a babyface who is obsessed with tea. He dresses himself in outfits depending on his position on the card. As an example, if he's in an opening match, he is dressed similar to green tea or peppermint tea as he needs to set the crowd up for the rest of the show. However, if he's in the main event, he would dress similar to chamomile tea as he needs to help the viewer get ready for bed once the show is over. He also has his own talk show called Tea with Teddy, where he invites people on the show to enjoy his favourite tea of the week. He wrestles a very refreshing style which counterbalances his opponent thus makes him seem in tune with his opponent. His finisher can be the chamomile clutch as a, as a submission move. His other finisher is the Moroccan Mint Madness where he knocks his opponent outside the ring and after drinking some Moroccan Mint tea hits them with a headbutt then collapses into a pin. This is why you should sign him. Stay consistent. Love you guys. Goodbye. That it's is goddamn <laughs> awful. <laughs> Greg Ford. His, I mean he went bold. He was like this is your next champion. You've got to sign him. You have to sign him. Oh, man. That's bad. I... And I like how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... it's, anno it's It started to annoy me. <laughs> I was like... That's that, a great review. Is that review. what we want? <clears throat> Do we actually want, like, a really bad gimmick that's kind of annoying? Because it's... It's such a, like... So it's... You, you've taken the concept of tea... Mm. And, to, and anyway, to me, a peppermint tea is what you have after a meal. Why would that open the show? Tea An types of question. tea do not translate themselves to, to match placement on a card. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't work. 
okay, the chamomile clutch is that's a good that's weak but it's that, that is the best thing that you've got in there yeah that, that was the bit that i really did like was the uh the, the chamomile oh, clutch. we've got a we can't connect to the cloud oh graphics. mate just try and better will you yeah, it's all right well like i said this is this is past the uh the point where people care <laughs> oh it's difficult to control this on a chromecast uh i'm still looking for that film by the way i'm a I'm I'm torn on that one. Yeah. Because I yeah, it, it's almost worked me. Yeah. It's got a it's got an emotional well, reaction that's the problem, from me. Is that the way that Greg pitched this is he's a baby face. And ah. and he's worked you as a heel. Hmm. Because he annoys you. Yeah, okay. Well, there might be something there. When when there's bad stuff, I'm usually like, oh, that's a shame you didn't develop it enough, or no, nah, I just don't like it. This one's made me a bit angry. <laughs> so let's let's, well, let's see what the next one let's is. Let's see what the next one is. This is from Brett Marriott, sent to us on July 23rd. Dear Luke, see not Ollie, I'm a long-time listener and a big fan. My crap gimmick is a face underdog wrestler called the 110 Percenter. His gimmick is that he is one of life's triers, having a positive outlook on life and always giving it 110%. However, this is in vain as he can't get a win. He gets his nickname after amassing a 110 match losing streak when he cuts a promo stating, my record may be 110 losses, but I will always give it 110%. His finish would be a leaping bulldog, which he calls the underdog. He will be a smaller wrestler, around 5 foot 6, and will have a really upbeat music, something like Mr. Blue Sky to emphasize his positive nature. He will wrestle in a classic singlet, and on those rare occasions he does win, he will lead the audience in a series of victory laps around ringside. Hope you enjoy. Keep up the good works, Brett Marriott. I like the plucky, the plucky idea. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of Bo Dallas's old Bo Leave mm, gimmick, yeah. which was so good. <laughs> Why did they drop that? Well, they didn't drop it. They tried to get it over, but it just didn't get over with the main roster crowd. Got over with NXT, but then anything gets over in NXT. Oh, I disagree. I think it was over with the crowd, and then they just started beating him, mm. and then they, they, he just fell off the undercard. He really did. He yeah. really just collapse. Um, so, what do you think, though? Do you like uh, our guy here, the one hundred and ten percenter? I do. I do, yeah. I do like the initial gimmick of like always giving it one hundred and ten percent, and there's a nice play on um, EC three being in the top one percent and the one percenter. Yeah, I, I do like it. It's, it is a bit simplistic, especially off the back of a, a horribly contrived <laughs> T gimmick, uh, and also. I think there wasn't enough made of the 110%ers socio-economic status. But like you said, it, it should run in parallel to the 1% mm-hmm. of EC3. Uh, yeah. So, we've got to make a decision, though. Do you want uh, Cinder Godham? Yeah. Do you want Tea Room Teddy or the 110%er? I want, I want Godham. Uh, well done, Greg Ford, for working me. And it was <laughs> close, because that was real... That was real emotion. Yep. Uh, and that's all I want in life. I just want to feel something. But I am super into Pokemon right now. Well, I was <laughs> going to say. out today. Well, I mean, yeah, there's the new there's the new game. There was the trailer for Detective Pikachu earlier this yeah. week, which I'll be honest with you, I'm slightly obsessed with. I've watched it multiple times. And every time I watch it, and I wasn't, I'm not a Pokemon guy. Yeah. Like I, I was slightly too old when Pokemon came out for me to get into it. Like I was in year eight, that's like a year seven thing that kids were into, and I, I just, it weren't for me at all. But that trailer is so good; it looks awesome and it looks rad. The same day we watched that, the day after, 
Keith Lee sent us his Beyond the Mat intro. <laughs> he did. And he was wearing a little Pikachu cap. He was. So if Keith yeah, Lee likes Pokemon, place. please cool. I found that film, by the way. Thank God. Thank God. It's called a Remake Remix Ripoff about copy culture and Turkish pop cinema. It came out in 2014, directed by Sem Kaya. There you go. Add it's it, a good documentary. Add it to your list. Yes, absolutely. So what about you? Um, what about me? What about Raven? Uh, I, I mean, it's got to be the Cinder, right? Was what was your yeah? So, yes, so, uh, it's Cinder. Yeah. What about your? Uh, so I haven't seen your news Friday yet. Mm-hmm. What was your impact moment of the week? Oh, it was uh, Brian Cage and Sammy Callahan. Oh, okay. Well, do you, do you know what happens on Impact? Yes, soon? that's that's next week, I think. Ah, and trust me, that will be the impact moment of the week. Your boy Raven returning. <laughs> Absolutely. Spoilers. And if you want to send in your mailbag question, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount, and then you can leave them in the community area. Thank you so much. We've got we've been inundated with mailbag questions this week. I put up a post. There were like fifty odd replies, so we're not going to get through every question. I do apologise. We are tight for time, but we're going to try and get through as many of them as we possibly can. I also wanted to send a thank you to uh, Crambone for your very nice message that you left on the Patreon page uh, about uh, the work that we do here. So thank you very much for, for that lovely little message. Yeah, it's Crambone. I mean, it was mostly for me, but thank you very much nonetheless. Conor Kieran is also, uh, he was at the Prince Charles Cinema yes. show on Tuesday. And he said he it was won a, the competition. He was, and he said it was an awesome night, great new merchandise, great atmosphere, and definitely think you should do it again. I know it might be harder, but could you put on pay-per-views, like mm. older pay-per-views? Could re-watch those together and cheer along? We do, you, That was your idea as well. Yeah, we talked about it. I don't know if there's much interest in that, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll... we'll and I don't logistically get in the rights to screen the WWE Network. Well, you know, something we'll, we'll, we're thinking of loads of ideas. Absolutely, yes. But we will be doing more live shows uh, in the new year. Someone else who was at that show was George Phillips, King George Phillips. Yes. Uh, if you guys didn't do this for a living, this is his question, obviously. If you guys didn't <laughs> do this for a living, would you still be watching wrestling? Lots of love, King George. Yes, of course, but nowhere near as much WWE. I would watch more New Japan. I would watch more Ring of Honor. I would watch a lot more indie stuff and go to indie shows live. One of the, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to complain about a job so terrific, but you do get a bit wrestled out. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would say that. It's Bussman's Holiday. Four years ago, yeah. So I would, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, especially last year, I didn't see hardly any wrestling shows live, but I, I would at least see one live indie show a month back in, you know, before I started on all this. Uh, so, but yeah, I but nowhere near as much WWE. I would probably only watch highlights of Raw. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't watch the whole thing. I'd watch pay, big pay per view matches, and I'd watch the Big Five. What about you? Absolutely, because I've watched much darker times of wrestling and still watched it. Like, but did it week to week though. Uh, week to week, I was watching it week to week then as well. Mm. But just watching me like, God, this is awful. I hope it gets better, and then it never did. And then eventually, it did. I just think that we've like from 2006 till about 2014, WWE was unwatchable. Now it is watchable, and that is a major <laughs> step up. And like you, I would just watch highlights of Raw and SmackDown. I'd imagine because I didn't like I, I, three hours. It's well. it's too much to watch, and I would probably watch pay per views because I've got the WWE Network, and mm. I would watch NXT. So yeah, absolutely, I would uh, I would still watch wrestling. I think I would watch more old stuff yeah. than I would new stuff That's for WWE wise, which is yeah. what I was doing before so I, I started working here. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Noah Trombley, uh, do you think Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks are heading to WWE? If so, will WWE use them right? Um, I mean, time would tell if they use them right. I can't really judge that question. Um, but the, the word on the grapevine is that Cody wants to do more stuff with New Japan in the new year, particularly he wants to do the G1. Um, Omega and the Young Bucks is a different question, I suppose. What do mm. you think? Uh, I think, I think once, I mean, they're all so independently minded. The Young Bucks, probably chief of that, Cody has realized that upon leaving WWE. And Omega is just a, an artist at the peak of his art form. And now that they've done all in, I, like, why would you want to? It sort of unlocks something in you where you, you would go, well, why would I go and work for someone else when I can do this by, my, by myself and have all the control over it and a lot more freedom? So I think they'll at least stay on the indies for another year to do various matches and like Cody's acting career, another all in. Yeah. And then like when when Omega starts to think I can't do the kind of matches that I want to do in New Japan just because his body's getting older, that's when I think WWE might look more attractive to him. Yeah, he'll do the Shinsuke Nakamura of just like totally. I, I cannot do this New Japan style anymore. I'm going to go to WWE where it's safer in some respects and it's and it's uh, and it's not a lighter schedule but i'm not working as hard as i would have yeah. done if i was in new japan uh vicky button asked with daniel bryan turning heel and not being uh quotes terrible uh, terribly booking oh no, not by terrible booking but by request who are your top five talents that have a say on their character not sure i fully understand the question <laughs> uh, vicky but if you're asking like who has a say on their character i'd say that there's not many that yeah. have like full control triple h is obviously one of them mm. uh, and taker and that and john cena but well really... you know even john cena john cena wanted to turn heel and yeah. they said don't, don't turn heel yeah that's true yeah uh and a lot of people yeah Hmm. So yeah, those three though, Triple H definitely, yeah. Undertaker without a doubt. Mm -hmm. I think Undertaker and Vince are kind of aligned in what they want. Yeah. Uh, Brock? Yes, yeah, yeah, Brock and Hell. He's not going yeah. to put over Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, an interesting fact that I, I learned this week. Um, you, know, you remember Gerald Briscoe back in the Attitude Era when he was the bumbling old mm. fool of the Stooges? And the reason why you, you hated that dastardly Gerald Briscoe because he was an old man who was just bumbling around. He was winning the Hardcore Championship when it should be the young plucky. And you hated him because he was with Vince. He was the old man as well. Uh, Gerald Briscoe is the same age then as The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels are now. Wow. And uh, they just headlined a pay-per-view. It's okay when <laughs> you're the old guy, Triple yeah. H. Uh, Will Hates uh, asks if you could add an, an NXT Survivor Series team to the current 5 on 5 Raw vs Smackdown match who would you choose I would go with Keith Lee Matt Riddle Pete Dunne Adam Cole and Ricochet wow I mean if you're picking it on talent alone I, that would be a superb choice but I think I would prefer to, to pick the team on, on who NXT's crop are now that's what I would say yeah yeah because Keith Lee's hardly had a presence on No, he's had, like, he's had two Riddle. matches since he got there. Yeah. yeah uh, Riddle. So a, a three-way, a five-on-five-on-five match, well, you've got a... I mean, Pete Dunne, Ricochet, definitely. Yeah, Cole. Adam Cole. Yeah. yeah, and that could like create a lot of friction there. Yeah. I, he, he would walk out. He would yeah. walk out eventually. <laughs> uh, it's two more spots left. So, but you could always Gargano pick and Champa. Yeah, Gargano and Champa, absolutely. Yeah. 
Good oh, shout. Black would be really good in oh, there yeah, as well. Black, yeah. I, maybe switch out Dunn for Black. Yeah, well, I was going to say switch out Cole for Black because Cole obviously the Speed Era. He doesn't want to team with anyone else. Just stay on his own thing. I think that would be a nice story to tell though. You've got yeah. these four guys and then one of them is like, ah, <laughs> and laughing at them when they get... Or so, and then try, he trying to get everyone to do the pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like if... Like he'll he'll cause them to lose, and at least you can protect NXT yeah. a bit that way. Uh, Rob Ponton asks, who will be the first NXT UK wrestler to be called up to NXT uh, and then to the main roster? For me, it's uh, done to the main roster and Gibson to NXT. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely done. I think yeah. they, I think if Triple H had his way, what Regal and Triple H obviously adore done, and yeah. why so he's fantastic. Uh, he's but, in there fighting with my family, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, yeah, but I, I think they, they're saving him for a, a post Vince McMahon World. show, yeah. at least. And you've got time with him as well because he's like 22, yeah, so you've got loads of time yet. So good. Yeah. Um, Zach Gibson. Yeah, I, yeah. Think they, I think they see a lot of their classic villain in Zach Gibson mm-hmm. that they love. So yeah. I, I think there's a very good shout. Uh, I could also see Travis Banks uh, being one of these NXT UK guys to go up to the NXT mm. uh, roster. Owen Morgan asks, Hi guys, brand new Pledgehammer here, excited to be involved. If you were signed to WWE, what would your two finishing moves be and who would you like your first few to be with? Um, I mean, when I did used to do my backyard stuff, it was a super kick and swanton because I'm I'm a total mark. (laughs) I was the Young Bucks before the Young Bucks were a thing. Um, And my first few, this is the easiest question to ask, The Miz. It's like the safest you'll ever be. Like... (laughs) So what a way to be welcomed into WWE to have a feud with The Miz, the guy who knows the WWE style the most, who will never hurt you. It will just be the safest ride. He will just lead your matches and you'll be absolutely fine. Promos will be good. Yep. Oh, so you're, you're thinking when you go in, you're not, you're not a very good wrestler. Well, even like if you are a good wrestler, it's just like you're going to be doing a constant working schedule. Mm. Man, I'm taking the Miz. Usually it's Dolph Ziggler. King, king of with. soft style, mate. I'm, I'm well happy with that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a much tiff, a stuff, like tougher, stiffer worker. Oh, you're Minoru Suzuki to my... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in my old creator wrestler days, I had the angle lock and the Olympic slam <laughs> <laughs> as my finishers. Uh, but I would chain, obviously keep the ankle lock with the grapevine... Yeah, and uh, I would have the other one as the stunner because it's the greatest finisher ever. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who would you want your first feud to be against? My first feud with Brock Lesnar, and I'd go over. <laughs> <laughs> why would? Why wouldn't you? I'd go in with full creative control. Lindsay Mann asks, "How many women pledgehammers does Russell Talk have?" Would love to know. I actually don't know myself, but I'm finding more We're and more gender so- blind. Yeah, but more and more are cropping up, and that's a good thing. I can tell you what the YouTube stats are, and that is, I think it was when I joined three years ago. It was 98% male our viewership. Now it's 969 There we go. Making oh, a difference. In, we are in, making man. change. Zachary Marsh asked... a lot of lady questions. I know, it's been a nice... And, yes. and yeah, and, and like saying, where are my lady, my sisters at? Exactly. I we think. met a couple at um, the Prince Charles as well. Yeah, Very yeah. nice. I, I, but I would again say that it was, it was still like a 97-3 split yes. yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of gender. So... Yeah, ladies, let yourselves be known to each other, but not in a catfish way. <laughs> Got to be real ladies. Zachary Marsh asks, Raw Roulette, like or dislike? <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. I hate it. But Raw Roulette, was it Raw Roulette was either the Nexus, it was the Nexus debut or it was the punk, it was the ne- it was the it Nexus was the punk pipe bomb. No, it was, oh, oh, God, now you've got me. Yeah, it was like what one of those It might have been shows. both. It could have been both, yeah. 
Uh, In fact, I'm almost certain it was both. Yeah. So awful, awful way to structure a show. Hate it. But it's so bad. If you pull off a killer angle at the end of it, you're like, I was not prepared for that killer angle. So there's... You've just you reminded me then. I actually said earlier in the show that there was that period of like 2006 to 2014. That was probably unfair because there was the CM Punk stuff as well. Oh, so did maybe, you say 14? Yeah, I should have gone earlier oh, than that wow, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry, I thought you said 2010. Yeah, so no, everything, that, that's more right. Yeah, yeah like post-Nexus, yeah, but then you get the punk stuff and yeah, then Brian yeah. comes through. Yeah. Uh, Michael <laughs> Wormsley asked, uh, hello Luke, uh, uh, Ollie and Laurie. First of all, thanks for the countless hours of great content about uh, you share about pro wrestling. Even though I've been watching WWF slash WWE and recently lots of other great promotions and enjoying the quote violence luckily i've never been in a real life fight myself this got me wondering do you believe that if you could if it really depends on defending yourself against an attacker somehow benefit from watching wrestling <laughs> i think that some moves we see in the ring might actually work in the streets her ddt a spear shinsuke's phenomenal ball arm should be effective nia what jax's punch <laughs> <laughs> Big Show's knockout punch. Yeah. The Weapon of Mass Destruction, whatever it was called. Uh, what wrestling moves would you guys use if someone attacked you or your loved ones in a street fight? The question sounds silly, but it crossed my mind from time to time out of nowhere. Thanks again for the great content. And to Laurie, did you attend Paul Heyman's school of mic work and delivery? You are awesome. Clap, 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 clap. All the best from Germany from the Cousin of Destruction. Don't tell him that. No, I won't. Don't he don't, tell him he doesn't him watch this show. Yeah. Uh, he, I, he'll never hear it. Uh, I'm going to be of the Dolph Ziggler school and rest holds. <laughs> I'm going to get those people in the headlocks yeah. uh, until I can grind them down. Then I'm running away. Yes. And maybe like a few punches and kicks. I mean, I have, um, I have oh, been... Tas- in- I once got someone in a Tasmission in a fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one, the one brief scuffle I was ever in, mm. I got them in a Tasmission. I don't think it did anything to them. Well, yeah. they were shocked. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be my... Like, so as someone who has had many a fight in my time... Um, it's not a, not, wasn't a good person um, but I did get into a lot of fights um, wrestling moves are ineffective they are I mean I, I don't recall ever trying to use a wrestling move because that is not how you get on in a fight do you do any taunts though? well I mean that's how you get into the fights in the first place is taunting people wow. I guess because that was oh my God, I was a horrible person uh, Jeremy Lang if you had to choose a, a new title in WWE either Women's Tag Team Championship or a Mixed Max Tag Team Champion what would you pick? Say that one again. If you were essentially to pick either a women's tag team championship or mixed match, oh, tag women's team. women's tag team championships. No, not the idea of a mixed match challenge or mixed. I tag mean, team. I don't really care. <clears throat> but uh, out of the two, I would definitely have the women's one. Yeah, I don't think there's any. It's not even close. Um, one last question because this will round us off quite nicely. Uh, from Toby Bowler: Is Becky Lynch the most over female wrestler of all time? I'm unfortunately going to say no. I mean, it's only. It's only really been a month or three weeks that the WWE machine has been behind her. But I'm also going to say no for a slightly different reason, huh. is that the audience is so much smaller than it was. Like, you look at someone like Sable or Trish in the ah, Attitude yes. Era and how over they were. Granted, not for their in-ring skills or their promo abilities, but they were China, you know. They were, they were more mm. over because the, the audience was so much larger. There were 8 million people watching wrestling you know, on a, on a week-to-week basis, and they were getting bigger reactions due to the fact there was more people. I would discount, yes, yeah, Sable, because, yeah, she, I mean... I'm hey, man, not, she was women's champion. Yeah, I like, know. Like Vince uh-huh. Russo would be on the mats, like, you sew your back, they're not going to think you can wrestle. Uh, but I would, I, I definitely agree with China and Trish and Lita, mm-hmm. I would say, um, in, in yeah. history, so far, I'm, I'm more over than Becky Lynch. Like, as great as Becky Lynch's run is right now, it's three weeks old. Yeah. So time will yeah. tell. 
But yeah, uh, and the audience needs to grow by about 60%. Mm. Would you like a Poetry Corner submission? Always. So this comes from uh, Paul Zenz. Uh, he says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. Remember me, Ollie? I, I started Poetry Corner. You're welcome, Swaff Nation, and not so <laughs> humble brag. I have come out of... Po- I think I started. But <laughs> fine. But fine. We share it. Yeah. Uh, I have come out of poetry retirement because I was so impacted emotionally by Raw and had to sort out my feelings. I hope this sorts out yours as well. So this was sent after the Roman Reigns announcement. Yeah, so The Strongest Howl of the Big Dog by Paul Zenz. The big dog hand rises. The crowd cheers. Ooh, ah. A universal champion's hand lifted. The crowd doesn't cheer. They boo. A reaction is a reaction. Nothing is wrong. Roman goes over strong. Bloody and broken, he raises his fist. The crowd chant, ooh, ah. With skill and precision, he slays the beast. The crowd is not silenced. They boo. A reaction is a reaction. Nothing is wrong. Roman goes over strong. To defeat a dead man, he strikes his warrior pose. The crowd chant, ooh-wah. Taking back his yard, a torch has passed. The critics are not quite there, they boo. A reaction is a reaction, nothing is wrong. Roman goes over strong. He stands in the ring with pride. The crowd doesn't cheer and boo. The morality at the back, he lays with his title aside. The crowd's cries out, thank you. Not like this, not this way. It all feels so wrong, but in the end, Roman finally goes over strong. And he ends that with, Roman was the hero nobody wanted. Now he's a hero we can all root for. My thoughts are with his, my thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends. Thank you for letting me unpack this. Love you all, Paul's ends. That was very good. I, I like the recurring, uh, I always like poems that have the same last two lines for every stanza. Mm. They're easier to remember. <laughs> uh, I do. Do you want to? Just it kind of jogged my memory about a stupid thing I did mm-hmm. in regards to Roman. So I'm out in the real world, not mm-hmm. the wrestling world. Absolutely, not, yeah. And uh, I, I'm meeting a friend. I'm not meeting. I'm with loads of people. Obviously, I'm popular. And one of those people I don't know. First time I met him was a, fr- a friend of a friend, and we're chatting. Gets to what I do. I'm just like. And he goes, oh, my God. And they don't follow wrestling. They go, oh, my God, I, I read about that Roman guy. That's awful, isn't it? And I just, like, just, I forgot that real world is separate to us. And I go, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's awful. It's awful. The funny thing is, no one likes him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, no, no one likes like, no, no one liked him because, you know, he's... Ca- but I was talking about his character. Yeah. And this guy, like... And I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I felt like such a douchebag afterwards. I didn't even realise I was we were having different conversations. Yeah. Until after, until the next day when I got the beer fear. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh dear, awful me, thing mate. to come across as. <laughs> Um, right, so we've just got this email I'd like to read out here. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in their emails, and um, I'm, I'm glad that we can do our little bits for, for some people around the world. Uh, and this one comes in from Luke Graham. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. This is a quick I hope. Thank you to you guys, and you've helped me get through a difficult 12 to 18 month period. About two years ago, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. I've always been an anxious person, but never sad until around three years ago. At the time, I was with an ex fiance in our own place, working a 9 to 5.30 job, living, living a good 
life. My life took a turn for the worse when my hours at work were reduced to making very little, making it difficult to keep up with payments and slowly pushing me into depression. However, my work soon hired a new female member of staff who I truly believe is the best looking woman on the planet. I guess I have to now since we got together. But no, from the day I met her, I knew I was with the wrong person. A year passes and I'm still struggling and I stumble across WrestleTalk on YouTube with the only person being in front of the camera being Ollie. I slowly started to wait for the ever to up... I slowly started to wait forever, upload him because of the five to seven minutes of content he would upload. My My issues felt like they would go away from the lack of money for me trying to get this girl out of my head. One day, just after my 22nd birthday, I decided I was finally going to tell this girl how I felt. To my absolute surprise, she felt the same way. Uh, a quick backstory on this. I am now 14 stone, but at this time I was 20 stone and felt the, fir- the worst I'd ever felt. So I knew I had to call off my engagement, which I did. A month later, I got into a disagreement at work with my boss and left there. And then, la- on the last Saturday before Christmas, I walked out on my job, which I loved over a disagreement about a female. They said we would no longer be able to work together on the same shifts if we were together. We had been secretly seeing each other after our breakups and our- with our partners, and someone had saw us together, took a picture, and showed it to our boss. I was devastated wow. about the entire thing until the same evening she turned up at my door back with my parents at this point and she's not left since now to the thank you after the great christmas that followed uh, of my parents and my family meeting my new girlfriend friends and family became distant from me as they felt like i had left my fiance and my own home for a fling which it never was so i was a 22 unemployed guy whose girlfriend worked full time pretty much at my old job with nobody really to speak to and that is when i became a wrestle talk fanatic i would sit there and i would listen to the new podcast and listen to them again whilst waiting for the next one when they became podcast form i was thrilled that there was extra content because i felt so relaxed and wanted as a person when listening to your content i'm a recent patreon because i've just found a new job after eight months so i'm guessing i'm saying thank you for making the long days and long nights manageable keep up the good work would love to meet you one day your friend luke ah lovely stuff luke that sounds like you live in a romantic comedy it does a little bit doesn't it yeah with the the girl turning up near christmas oh yeah at the family's house that you've been you've had to go back to i saw that i was pretty sure you were played by martin freeman (laughs) but thank you so much and we're glad that we can help you out in in the difficult time that you had and that you're on the mend mates that's always good and And make no mistake that was all down to us yeah that was nothing to do with you and the least we deserve is your patriot money so thank (laughs) you very much uh would you like some jokes yes Okay, uh, let's make... uh, Okay. This is why so many people are diagnosed with depression (laughs) in this segment. Me, chief amongst them. Uh, Hi, Ollie and Luke. This is from Mario. I thought I would pass along this short joke I read almost 15 years ago that still makes me chuckle to this day. To show how old this joke is, I read it in a Maxim magazine. Holy (laughs) moly. In brackets, I subscribed for the articles. The Attitude Era of Magazines. (laughs) If only it was FHM. God, what a time it was. I used to work beneath the FHM offices. Did you really? Yeah, it was all owned by the same company. Uh, And, yeah, they were were raucous. I'd imagine they were, yeah. They shared an office with Empire. hmm, I'd imagine that was less raucous. Less raucous. Uh, So here is the joke from Mario. Two muffins are sitting in an oven. One turns to the other and says, Man, it's hot in here. The other one turns around and says, Oh my God, it's a talking muffin. That's from Mario in Tampa. It's a it's a variation on one of those. Yep. Yeah, I wonder if this will get you. Uh, my first time riding a bike was just like my first time having sex. My dad was holding me from behind.
okay, right, we found my level. <laughs> but I'd really prefer we do not have more jokes like that. Cause <laughs> uh, but I got you with shock value at the very least. <laughs> Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Carry on. That's, well, that's, that's me. That's my nose cell gone. <laughs> well, um, Adil Shah has sent in this one, but it's, uh, it's, I'll, I'll read out what the actual... I'll read out what it's supposed to be. Uh, why didn't the astronaut come home to his wife? He needed space. Which I'm going to guess is the punchline, because Adil's unfortunately written a pace. Mm. I, I think that was probably, Oh, oh no. yeah. <laughs> a pace is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess it was... Uh, um, hmm, that's terrible. Come on. Read it out. How terrible. Well, have you heard about circus sex? Uh, circus sex? It's intense. Did you hear about the antennas that got married? Wedding was okay, but the reception was great. This is from Alex Worsley. Hi, Luke. Ollie in the fake one. Thank you for reading my email the other day. It meant a lot. Glad my dog with no legs got a snigger from Ollie. Exit signs. They're on the way out, aren't they? I think that's a Tim Vine. Yeah, I think it's a Tim Vine one, yeah, as well. I originally bought a new front door to my house the other day, made out of foam. Hey, don't knock it. <laughs> Which also sounds like a Tim Vine joke. Mm. Any one-liner. Oh, yeah. Uh, P.S. Enjoyed the fancy booking, but Ollie needed that 15 minutes cap. Crying, laugh, emoji, facepalm yeah, emoji. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> do I do. I'm so sorry for everyone. I just want that sweet ad revenue. <laughs> And put in more ad breaks. And, and you did. Oh, I did. Oh, you did. Don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your emails. Uh, thank you for your jokes. Thank you for everything. Uh, we will see you tomorrow with the NXT TakeOver recap review. We're very much looking forward to it. And then we're going to be back every single day for the rest of the week with more podcast stuff. Thank you. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.